happy Wednesday, my people, and thank you for pressing that play button. I am Marquita, the host of Lifestyle Tea. I would like to let you all know that today's episode is going to be the chapter 6 from the She Still There book that's by Crystal Evans Hurst. I will be reviewing and going over what I felt like impacted me. I will not read word for word, but hey, I'm going to summarize it and let y'all know how I felt about it. At the end, it will be my breakthrough, and that's when I let y'all know that one piece out of the chapter that stuck with me i hope you all are having a wonderful wednesday and i will be right back listen to the sponsor so patient okay so let's get right into the chapter review now i know you all i really don't you do reviews on wednesdays but hey I felt like I messed up last week, so I had to double up this week. Chapter 6 is called An Episode from Adolescence. Before I get started on Chapter 6, I would like for you all to please go to all the major platforms that Lifestyle T is on and go review it and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. Today's quote is as such and one day she discovered that she in today's quote goes as such and one day she discovered that she was fierce and strong and full of fire and that not even she could hold herself back because her passion burned brighter than her fears. I love this quote. I actually have this quote on my wall in my little area. So I hope you all enjoyed just as much as I did. Okay, so back to the chapter. Y'all are going to hear me rattling. Y'all already know that. I'm reading, so of course, I'm going to have to rattle the papers a little bit, right? Okay. So, in chapter 6, Crystal Evans Hurst, she speaks about knowing yourself. In the beginning, I'm going to let you know, in the beginning now I'm going to kind of like give you an idea of how the beginning of the chapter worked. It started off in a, with this story. So she's about 12 years old. And you know how when you're 12 years old, all these thoughts are coming in your head and you're trying to figure things out, right? So she's 12 years old and everybody's just now coming home, you know, getting situated. Her sister's in one room, you know, getting herself together. Her parents are is in their room. They're actually in the process, you know, kicking their shoes off, getting their tie off, you know, off their neck, just getting comfortable. And Crystal out of nowhere says to her parents I don't know who I am her mom her dad and everybody got silenced it's like everybody paused and she said it again her mom said what What do you mean you don't know who you are she said I don't know 
I just don't know. I don't know who I am. Now, the truth is that my oversimplified statement, except, except, now it reads, the truth is that my oversimplified statement accepted to express in six words. What many people spend weeks, months, and even years trying to dissect, examine, and share in a healthy way. But I was 12 and in a full-blown identity crisis. I teared on the edge of the crucial search for self, significance, and purpose. A journey of self-discovery that for some can last a lifetime. The question I posed to my parents that night, the question as in my fit of 20 bopper <laughs> emotion still cannot be answered in a simple sentence. In fact, that question was repeated in fact, that question has repeated itself in other moments in my life. 30 years later, I've realized that many people don't know how to answer it. Hmm. When asked who they are, many will respond with what they do, whom they have relationships with, or what they have experienced or achieved. The problem is these things can all change. The problem can also be that we change. Without a proper sense of identity, we will drift in turn. Our feelings can ebb and flow based on our circumstances. Our sense of self can bend or break based on the opinions, words, or actions of others. And things only get more complicated when a crisis hit. The very idea of a drift is based on the assumption that there is a place where that there is a place we're supposed to be. It assumes that we're drifted away from something or someone. And there's the question we must answer if we are truly going to honor the person we were designed to be. Listen. The girl inside of you, where should she be and what should she be doing? And the next question, how do you figure this out? It says, honey, let me just stop here real quick and sit a record straight. And it says, honey, let me just stop here real quick and set the record straight. We're all trying to figure it out. Even if you think you have it all together, in one moment, life can shift on you, presenting the need 
to rebalance, refocus, and reaffirm what you believe about the girl you truly are. Knowing who you are is crucial, but it is also a process. Self-understanding, self-appreciation, and self-love are things you can build over time as you give yourself the grace to learn what makes you you and see the unique beauty you can do and see the unique beauty you can bring to this world. When I tell y'all this is a good chapter, this chapter right here is like, I need. I know I needed to hear it. I mean, I needed to read it. This is a good chapter. When I tell y'all this chapter right here, I must have read it twice before. This will make my third time reading and it's touching. Okay, but let me continue. One out of all the things I share with you in this book, that will help you stop the drill. This, this is the most important. You have to believe in who you are, okay? Listen, y'all. Turn me up on y'all radios, on y'all earphones, whatever y'all got me on. Turn me up on here. Pay attention. And if you got your daughter listening to it, make sure everybody, all the girls, women, men, boys, everybody is listening. And I'm serious. And if you don't know who you are, you must choose to value the gift of you. Enough to begin discovering who you truly are. Here's a great starting place for seeing yourself in a new way. You are a uniquely and divine created soul. Designed to be filled by a loving, designed to be filled by a living spirit that is bounced inside of a physical body, okay? We live in a world that seeks to convince us otherwise. More than ever before, more than ever before, we're bombarded more than ever before, we're bombarded with messages that we are. More than ever before, we're bombarded with messages that we are creatures of chance who have no purpose or plan apart from whatever we. Apart from whatever we might happen to figure out our own apart from whatever we might happen to figure out on our own this point of view is relentlessly this point of view is relentlessly in education in the media and even in conversations at the water cooler that seek to strip humanity of the fact that we are special. We are creatures who have a natural prop 
we are creatures who have a natural towards spiritual things because we are spiritual beings. You are a soul. You are not a product of random forces that ordered themselves miraculously that ordered themselves miraculously into the exact arrangement necessary to produce life. You are more than the 37.2 trillion cells that comprise what you see when you look in the mirror. You are more than your hair color, the elasticity, the elasticity of your skin or the shape of your derriere. You exist beyond the physical. You are an individual in material essence that is more marvelously complex than anyone will ever know. While you are closely tied to your physical expression, while you are closely tied to your physical experience, you extend beyond the physical limitations of the body you are in and the planet you call home. No matter what reflection states back at you or what frame you are in family, no matter what reflection stares back at you or what frame you see in family photos, the real you will always lie just behind the wrinkle in your eye. You are created. Who and what you are is determined by who made you and brought you into existence. You are not left alone to figure out what to do with the one life you've been given to live. You are a divinely inspired work of art. For you, you are made in the image of the living God. You didn't dump. You are made in the image of the living God who didn't dump you on the planet to spend a lifetime lost and with no clue how to exist well and have days that matter for more. Yes. Then it says, believing this fully and completely matters. You have more to make than a rock on the side of the road or a flower that blossoms in the yard or a tree that grows in the forest. When God said, let us make men in our image according to our likeliness, Genesis 1, 26. He gave you priority over other living creatures and forms of life. You are designed for more. Hmm. 
You are unique. Your purpose was built into your package. When God created you, he made you totally different from any other human being who has lived on or will ever live on this earth. Your fingerprints are distinct. Your DNA is not repeated in any human being. I like that your DNA is not repeated in any human being. Yes. Everything about your design says there is no one like you. Your soul is the essential and material element of your being. From it is, from it you, from it you possess a sense of identity based on your personality, emotional makeup, based on your personality, emotional makeup, thoughts, and actions. Okay. Man, when I say I had to read that because, oh my, it really, really got to me that one page. But listen now, listen, she has another point here. You are not an accident or any afterthought. You are here in conscience of your existence because someone had you particularly particularly and because someone had you in mind when you were given the gifts of life you don't have a soul you are a soul a uniquely and divinely created one at that hmm one moment when I told, okay, so now it goes back to her parents. So now she, you know, or she told her parents they were in the middle of taking, you know, their clothes off to get their accessories off. Okay, so now she's back at how her parents reacted while, you know, when she said she don't know who she is. And listen to this. When I was told my parents... When I told my parents in a fit of teenage confession that I had no idea who I was, I was not considering my special design and the truth that the combination of everything that makes me me. My feelings and hormones were overruling the fact that I was a fantastic female rare in creation and never been repeated again. Most women I know struggle at some point in their own life to keep the special design in mind. We get ditched by the boy, stressed over our finances, fired from the job, snarled by our kids, bored with our life, disgusted by our weight gain, ashamed of our wrinkles and are left wondering if we actually matter. 
When you understand that you are a diamond mine of a physical, emotional, and mental combination that has come together in a one-of-a-kind way that acknowledge can change what you see when you look in the mirror. As my teenage self stood looking at my parents and waiting to hear their well-thought-out response, my dad stated intently at me, his eyes full of disbelief and confusion. And then he laughed. And then he laughed a little harder. Once he started, it was as if it was difficult for him to have the power to stop. And I lie not when I tell you that this story is still one that actually occasionally. And I lie not when I tell you that this story is still one that will occasionally surface during family get-togethers, and my dad laughs just as hard now as he did then. So, anywho, he, he laughed because he thought it was comical how difficult I was making a seemingly simple matter. What do you mean? You are crystal. His answer was not satisfying. His answer was not satisfactory but who is crystal i asked oh my goodness i'm serious daddy but i all but i couldn't help allowing a slight smile to break through the tears that had just a few seconds before streamed down my face you are crystal he said with a smile of compassion and understanding that's all you need to know. My crisis of identity was deeply felt, but apparently also surprisingly uncomplicated. I was crystal and a uniquely and divinely created one of that. For that moment, this was all I needed to know, appreciate, and accept. Since that adolescence episode i've learned a lot about myself i've learned that i what i like and what i dislike i learned what i'm good at and what tasks i should never be given i'm learning every day how to better take a note of and appreciate the landscape of my life i can tell you what in my life is beautiful to behold what makes place will re remain dry and burdened if I didn't, if I don't water them well. I've lived long enough to know more, but not to know all. Most important, I've learned to love the process of appreciating and honoring my soul. Knowing what makes you, you is a process. The word, the art of communicating that both to yourself and to the world around you can take time to develop, hone, and fine tone. 
it's not so much about having the answer as it is about learning the answer. It's not so much about delivering a well-rehearsed response as it is about the process of learning the landscape of your life and understanding what is truly there, what needs to be refined, and what is beautiful just as it is in the raw. But what if the raw is not very beautiful at all right now? What if your life is falling apart? What if you can't find the energy to hope for better because you all of because all of your energy is being spent on each breath you take? What if the pain of what life has sent your way or what you have invited in is now too great to bear and you are simply surviving? Bear of hope, bereft of dreams, and lacking any vision. I know how you feel. I've been there, which is why I know that you are in just the right place to begin the wonderful process of self-discovery. Okay, Crystal. Begin with the decision to value your soul, but also accept that knowing who you are is lifelong process and a labor of love. Be patient with yourself. It takes time to rebalance, refocus, and reaffirm what you believe about the girl in you. Know, appreciate, and accept what you know today. And look forward to what you will learn tomorrow. But if all you have today is your name and a statement of belief, that you are remarkable, uncommon, that this, that all you need, but if you, but if all you have today is your name and a statement of belief that you are remarkably uncommon, that's all you need to know. Yes. Okay, so my first thing on my outbreak, I don't have to give out my, my just outbursts, okay? So on my outburst, this statement right here, and if y'all could say it with me. I don't care if you're even in the car. Say it with me. You don't have a soul. You are a soul, a uniquely and divinely created one at that. Man, say, this chapter, it helps with individual who suffers from low self-esteem and low confidence. 
And I would tell y'all, my people, because I don't, I want to keep it real. Like, I'm not perfect. For years, I suffered with low self-esteem. I wanted other people, I valued what other people thought about me. I wanted other people's acceptance. And a friend of mine, a friend of mine, he told me, you have to just be yourself. And I never got that. I never understood or whatnot. I mean, I still, um, I'm 33 year old right now. And I'm just now starting to see that I, I am beautiful. I am unique. I am me. And it's way before I started reading this book. That's why this book touches me. This book touches me because before I even picked up this book, I wanted to find out who I was in. Am I 100% there yet? I'm not 100% there. I would say I'm like 70% there now. You know, I don't care about what people say about me. You know, I could care less about that. I used to cry about it, y'all. Like, I have boys. I have two boys and one girl. And I don't want my kids growing up thinking what other people say about them matter. So when I tell them, I tell them, be better than your mom. Don't care about what people say. You know, I shared that with the kids because I need them to know that. That is very important for each child and adult to know that. Now, if it's some things that you know you need to change, say, we got that conscience. And that conscience will eat us alive if we know that we're not living right. God puts that spirit in us to let us know when something is not right. I hope y'all took heed to some in this chapter. I hope y'all are ready for that process. Um, Hey, I'm going to go there with y'all. That process is also for me too. This is not my first time reading this book. As I stated, this is my third time reading it. And I am still going through it. I do want to leave out a little note for anyone who is having self-esteem issues or self-confident issues. Please, please, if you can, I don't care if you have Medicaid or insurance, go and seek help from a counselor. You can always dial 211 for any resources around you in mental health that is a resource that you need. So if you need to, my friend, go. Go and seek that help. It is okay. Counselors are okay. As a matter of fact, to be honest, I'd rather talk to a counselor than talk to a friend. I'm going to be honest because they get paid to do their work and they don't care about our business. They're just trying to help us, right? On another note, I would like to say we have the face mask. We do have some new designs for anyone who wants to support the Lifestyle Tea. The face mask is two for $10 or one for six. We also mail out orders. So feel free to um, ask for mail out if you need to. If you are wanting lip gloss. We still have that lip gloss for $1 in different shades that's made with the 
coconut oil. So you all, I would greatly appreciate it if you would help out the Lifestyle Tea and support us. Um, it does go to a great cause. If you need to reach out to me, my description, if you need to reach out to me, in the description, there's the links on how to reach me. I'm all over the media, so I do have the links where you can find them. I hope that you all have a fantastic Wednesday again, and I will talk to you Friday when I go over the Chapter 7 on the She's Still There by Krista Ernst. Y'all have a good one.